So I grew up in a church in which end times Bible prophecy was like bread and butter. Ubiquitous, I think is the right word for it. And I remember having a conversation uh, a number of years ago. This was probably back in 2008, 2009 with a prominent pastor uh, that is somewhat well known in the area of kind of the, the end times Bible prophecy thing. And he asked me as we were having coffee, I think, he said, Miles, why isn't your generation? And by your generation, he was basically speaking about millennials. I'm like the graduating class of millennials. I came on right at the end of Gen X, right at the beginning of millennials. So why isn't your generation interested in Bible prophecy, the last days, the whole thing? What? Why are we not so much interested in that stuff? And it's not that we're not interested. It's not that I'm not interested in things having to do with the end times and those sort of things. But we didn't so much grow up in the, the Cold War era. Um, the Cold War was effectively done when I was about nine years old. I think that's when the whole collapse happened. And there... There was just a different bent or a different feeling for those who grew up in the Cold War versus those who didn't grow up through all of that. And it was seen in a big way in all the movies and that sort of stuff. I know when I was a kid, you know, growing up, there was things like Red Dawn and there was the Hunt for Red October and there was the Terminator movies. These were all like pre-apocalyptic dramas. It was like leading up to the apocalypse and maybe we could stop the Terminators from coming and Sarah Connor would win and, and then we would all be okay. But when I was in high school, you know, I heard a lot about Bible prophecy. That was when the left behind novel dramas came out. In fact, right at the end of my time in high school, late 90s, uh, I was graduating from high school. I remember reading the left behind series at that time, which was a big deal because I'm dyslexic and I, I had a hard time reading and I didn't really read all that much to that point. But I read them, late 90s. So so what happened? Why, when, when I was, you know, I heard about this stuff all the time. I mean, every week you would go to church, you would pretty much hear something about the, the end is coming and the rapture of the church and all this sort of stuff. So what happened? I think part of it was 9-11. 2001, terrorist attacks, even if it wasn't entirely, it felt apocalyptic. Even in everything that came after that, it felt apocalyptic. And you can see this in the movies that come out post 9-11. They are more post-apocalyptic than pre-apocalyptic. Think about The Hunger Games. Think about Divergent. There's a whole bunch of these where the world, I, The Matrix came out, you know, when I was I don't know, right after I got out of high school. So th that was kind of like that post-apocalyptic, the world has been destroyed, and, and we're trying to figure out how to live after that. And so I remember talking with this pastor years ago, and he asked me, why aren't you guys interested in eschatology, the end times? And I said, well, my generation, I feel like, is a little bit more interested in ecclesiology. It's not, you know, all this stuff about the last days and the end times, but how shall we, the people of God, live in the midst of challenging apocalyptic times. That, that seems to be the way that a lot of the people that I grew up with, that they think about these things. So yes, they're still interested in these things. What's all this got to do with what we're talking about today? Well, we're in a passage in scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, which is like the end times rapture passage. 
because it's in this passage where you hear a lot of people get to the idea, and I do believe in futurist Bible prophecy. I believe there are things in the Bible that haven't happened yet, and we're looking forward to those things. But it's from this passage, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, specifically beginning at verse 13, where you get this idea of those who are alive and remain at the time that Jesus returns, they're going to be caught up. And in the Latin translation of this, the word for caught up is where we get our English word rapture. So this is where this idea of rapture theology comes from here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And so, you know, I know some people who can like really geek out on this passage of scripture. Maybe if you read through it or listened to it this morning on the listening plan, go to listeningplan.com, you listen through the Bible daily, then maybe you were kind of like, oh, this is one of my favorite passages. And this passage and the passage in chapter 5 have some important things to say to Christians who are living in challenging times. And you could say we are Christians living in challenging times. So I'm not going to talk all about, you know, the theological ramifications, possible eschatological ramifications of this passage, but I do want to highlight the last verse of chapter 4 because I think that this is core and should be core to any time that you are thinking about, talking about, looking at Bible prophecy, you should be thinking about what this says here in the last verse of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to see it again in chapter 5, the same encouragement. Paul says this, verse 18, 1 Thessalonians 4, Therefore, comfort one another with these sayings. And this comes to an issue that I think is very important when you're talking about the end times, you're talking about Bible prophecy, you're talking about the second coming of the Lord. These things should be a comfort to the Christian. They should be a comfort to the church. And I think one of the reasons that I got a little burnt out on end times Bible prophecy stuff is that it was always focused on just cataclysmic, crazy, apocalyptic, horrible things. And people would seem like they'd almost get excited when they were talking about those things. And I thought, why are we getting excited about thousands, millions of people dying? I don't think we should be excited about that. We should be excited about people coming to the Lord and the Lord coming one day, the second coming of Jesus, which has been the orthodox teaching of the church for two millennia. Jesus will come again. He ascended into heaven, Acts chapter one, and the angel said, this same Jesus shall return in like manner. So that is a comfort. That should be a comfort to you and to me that we have an optimistic vision of the future. That's one of the, the core components of Cross Connection Church. When we talk about our values as a church, the very first statement of our values on our website, it says, we want everything that we do to be done with joy because we have an optimistic vision of the future. And what is the optimistic vision of the future? Jesus is going to come back someday and establish a kingdom where there is no death or suffering or sickness. Read the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 20, 21, 22. He will return again. Yes, that means some horrible things that will come about through judgment, but the ultimate joy and expectation of the church is the second coming of Jesus. Therefore, comfort one another with these things. So my hope is that when you read Bible prophecy and you look at a passage like 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, chapter 5, or Revelation, or Ezekiel, or Isaiah, or Matthew 24, when you look at these passages, that you'd come away and say, we have an optimistic vision of the future. Therefore, comfort one another with these sayings. Just like having a little coffee. It's comfort. So, I hope that the Word of God is a comfort to you today. 
as you read through the scriptures. See you next time.